RSA is one of the world's largest cybersecurity conferences, but there are hundreds more gatherings throughout the year. One question often posed by newcomers is how to get involved, how to get to conferences where they can learn more and meet more people. I'm George Kamidi, and this is First Watch from Safeguard Cyber. Today, my guest is Tasha Holloway, a self-described cybersecurity nerd on a quest to take over the world. And indeed, she seems set to conquer this year's conference circuit by setting a goal of attending one security event every month. I spoke with Tasha at RSA to learn more about her journey and get more details on her conference tour playbook, including steps for newcomers looking to travel and connect for the first time. All right, Tasha Holloway, welcome to First Watch. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are here live at RSA, looking out the hotel window. There's the Moscone Center. And I really wanted to have this conversation. We've been going around on LinkedIn for some time. We met last year at Black Hat. Um, but I really wanted to talk to you because you are on a conference super tour, I think <laughs> is the word that yeah. I would use. So it wasn't supposed to be a super tour. It <laughs> yeah. It was not. It was supposed to be something way bigger than what it was, but uh, now it is a super tour. Yes. Yeah. So do you have a number in your head how many conferences you're hitting this year? I, can't, I see the list in my head, but I can't, I didn't, I didn't so count it. It was supposed to be at least one security event a month. So that's what it was supposed to be. What ha it has become, I, I have no idea what this has become. All right. All right. So that is an incredible amount of traveling. But the reason I wanted to talk to you about it is because I think you have a lot of thoughts on what you've gotten out of conferences mm -hmm. that I want to share with our listeners, especially those who have been asking, like, how do I get there? Or this, that, and the other. I think you have a, a pretty yeah. impressive playbook. So why don't you just talk to us about your approach? Like, how did you pick those conferences? And then how did you go about kind of assembling the you know, the massive, the, the tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, I, when I first got into cybersecurity, I fully immersed myself into it because, um, could be like my addictive personality, I have ADHD. So once I'm in it, mm -hmm. like it's either zero or 10. So either I'm really, really passionate about something or I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like there's no medium, which I wish it was. Life would be so much simpler. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. So um, one of the, there's a couple of podcasts that I really like listening to. Um, like Darknet Diaries mm -hmm. and um, Cyber Reason, um, My Malicious Life. And like, there's a few other, but those are like staples. And then also, um, I tend to talk to a lot of different people and they mention like certain conferences and they mention certain mm -hmm. things. And it's like, Ooh, I want to go there. And there's certain conferences where people speak really highly of, and I'm like, wow, I want to go. I want to say I went there mm -hmm. because there's a lot of them that don't exist anymore. So it's like now that I, you know, have the means to do certain things, it's like I want to be a part of that before, like, just in case it ends. Mm -hmm. 
And so when you started out this year with this goal, you know, I think the obvious question that we see on LinkedIn is either, so that covers the how you know where to go. So you sort of sourced it from what you're listening to, what people are talking about. I think people are curious as to like how you get up off the ground and do it. Like, how do you get the flights? How are you choosing, you know, your travel arrangements? And I think you've developed something of a, a playbook because we were kind of going back and forth on LinkedIn about it. Yeah. So the thing is, um, there's multiple ways it works. Initially, like I'm really immersed in the cybersecurity mm-hmm. community. So I am everywhere. I'm in everybody's organization. <laughs> and if I'm not there, then someone's inviting me to be in the organization. I'm like, I, I'm not afraid to talk to people mm-hmm. um, because I have like New York City main character energy. Like, <laughs> like if you ever notice, like in New York, like no one's impressed with anyone. Yeah. And it's because everybody in New York City believes that they're the main character of whatever. So it could be a celebrity here mm-hmm. and no one's impressed with that celebrity because everyone's like, you should be happy you're talking to me. <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying right now? So um, I just talk to people and by talking to people um, and me stating like things that I want to do. I guess people mirror my energy and they and they want to help whatever it is mm-hmm. that I'm trying to do. So um, I generally speaking, I take the approach of like, if I know there's something that I really want to do, um, if tickets are scarce, then I might just purchase it myself. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of the times like, people give me things, but it didn't start out that way. It started out with me, I think I might've volunteered for something Mm -hmm. and they allowed me to go to a conference. And then I started paying for things myself. And because I'm so front facing um, people, and I'm, I guess my previous background with um, e-commerce and marketing and I have a business background, so like LinkedIn is my platform of choice. So mm-hmm. everything that I do, I make it a grand thing because mm-hmm. I'm excited. So I'm <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. so that also propels people to you know tell invite me to other places. Yeah, that's so. cool. And then, um, so, so we went from going to conferences, but I also believe that this year you are also presenting. Uh, Yes. So um, I presented last year as well, but this is my first public Mm. one. Um, I was supposed to be public, but then I chickened out and I was like. (laughs) That's good. I mean, it's good to to talk about it. Let's talk about it. I I didn't realize like, oh, this is this is real. Like it's a bunch of people. It's a podium and stuff. And I was Mm -hmm. like, ah, um. So why don't you walk us through what you're presenting this year and like kind of how that. Okay. So, um, I always knew that that was the progression that I was going to take because Mm -hmm. I have a thing where I love cybersecurity. Um, I don't want to just be somebody that works there. Um, Mm. I'm not a status quo person. I want to take over the world. That's why when I introduced myself, it's like, Hey, I'm Tasha, a cybersecurity nerd on the quest to take over the world. Mm -hmm. And, what that means to me is to 
not just, you know, do your role, but to have impact, you know, be a port, an important voice within. So it started out with, um, well, it started out me knowing that that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm, and then sure. me just saying, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I put it out in the universe and I leave it at that. And then when I don't work on it, I mentioned that I want to do all of these other things and I enjoy conferences. So just in case I forgot, I wanted to take over and start speaking. Mm-hmm. Other people go, you should start speaking. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you like created a, a public accountability mechanism. <laughs> yeah. By accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, where are you presenting this year? So um, besides NOLA, I'm presenting um, and I might have a few other opportunities later on. Uh, but I plan on just, you know, starting there. And I met like a lot of people that um, are interested in mm-hmm. working with me for other speaking engagements. So it's like 2023, it's really cool. 2024 is going to be pretty nice. epic. Nice, um, nice. But as on the books as of right now, it's NOLA. Um, it's a, um, the speech is called. Um, Corporate America versus um, cyber criminal organizations. Is there really a difference? Is there really a difference between the two? Okay. Um, and, and so, how did you decide on like, I guess, either that particular conference? Can you walk us through like the CFP process? Like, how did you sort of come up with your your talk and put it together? So, the talk came about because uh, I just go down rabbit holes <laughs> <laughs> like um once upon a time i used to host a lot of uh, security discussions and um on clubhouse mm-hmm. and like i was surprised how big that got because i didn't i'm always surprised at how big <laughs> things get yeah yeah they they, they can uh, they can surprise you right so it was supposed to just you know i like to nerd out about things and i like to talk to other nerds about you know, current events or things that's happening. And it's usually something that I read or find out and then I want to talk about it with other people. So that used to be the platform for me to have my discussions, all the topics is something that I wondered about and I want to talk to other people. So um, I, I, I generally write down things that like I want to talk about mm-hmm. or things there because I knew that this would be a progression with me wanting to take over the world. Um, but it was, I was scared. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, I'm putting it out there. It's like jumping double dutch. Mm-hmm. You're jumping mm-hmm. and you're like, ah, you know what? Let me, let me wait. And then now, you know, people are tired um, from turning the rope and you're still trying to jump in. So I would just now kind of lean into it. I seen um, a call for proposal uh, someone put out and they were like, hey, we're looking for call for proposals. And I was like, ah, this looks interesting. I think I might give it a shot. And this is me saying this on the post. And they were like, great, you should. And I was like, yeah, I, I am. And they were like, all right, cool. And then I started talking to the organizer and they were so supportive in mm. everything that I was trying to do because they were excited that I guess somebody with a diverse background, they wanted more mm-hmm. um, 
they they just wanted more than what the traditional things look like. They yeah. wanted to add more to it. And then here I am like, hey, I should give it a try. And I guess being the fact that I built up my presence online and just in general going to places, I guess that helped as well. It's crazy because certain things are a double-edged sword that mm -hmm. you don't think about. Mm -hmm. Like you want to build your following, you want to build your brand. And it's not about just people following you. It's about people engaging in your journey. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm like, when I post things, I want it to sound just like me and the crazy quirkiness that goes on in my head. I don't want it. Yeah. It's, it's you not like some like made up version of yourself. Right. Or chat GPT. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a you know, whole nother conversation. So I want to go to something that we were talking about um, before we started recording, which is you said you felt a, a responsibility. And I think you were talking about your business background and making an impact, not just kind of like doing this for the motions. If you could, uh, you want to go into that for a second? Okay. So it's, it's, I guess it's a tricky subject because so I'm aware that, surprise, surprise, I'm black and <laughs> I'm a female. And I believe that it's important for people to see people succeeding in places where it's not traditionally for them because mm -hmm. it plants the seed. Yeah. Um, I don't think, like, I have a bone to pick with a lot of um, diversity initiatives. Because I think it's like just because, you know, um, somebody's black, that doesn't mean like everything that you talk to them about has to be about the black experience. Right. <laughs> like, they, like, they are more than I mean, they're a complete human. Right. It's like, you know, a lot of times when you get somebody, it's like, so how does it feel to be a black cybersecurity professional and it's like mm -hmm. uh it feels like a tuesday <laughs> <laughs> because it's like you know i don't i don't know what it else would feel like mm -hmm. like that's just is like you know yeah, how are you expected to baseline your own human experience <laughs> exactly so it's like it's inspiring to see people in high roles or doing something and it plants to see because sometimes you don't even think about these things mm -hmm. um you don't think that they're for you so it doesn't it's like saying you're about to go to the moon mm -hmm. it's basically equivalent to that like when i told my family i was gonna do a total 180 from what i was doing i'm getting cybersecurity, and they were like what the hell are you talking about like what mm -hmm. are you what are you doing um i could have told them that i planned on walking to the moon and it would have literally been on the same thing mm -hmm. so i feel like people in this space it's important to be visible to plant the seeds for everyone either the people coming behind you to know that it's achievable or the other people that aren't like you for them to see that it's normal more with tasha holloway in a minute if you like what you hear, subscribe to First Watch wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to leave a rating or a review. It helps others find the show. Now, back to my conversation with Tasha Holloway. So let's just dig in for one little point there. So before you said your background was in marketing, business, and um, 
especially uh, in on the e-commerce side. Mm. So what was the moment where you got bit by the cybersecurity bug? When I realized how much an MBA really costs from a top business school. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. That's literally what happened because I always envisioned myself like I didn't know. So when you dream, mm-hmm. when you're a child, that is never included in that dream. <laughs> no, that's a fair point. I want a house. I want a picket fence. I want to go to medical school, business school. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not calculating these things. <laughs> so then you get there and you're like, okay, I have everything in place. And then it's like, wait, we're totaling all this up. It's like, ah, the return on investment. And that's where I was sitting there and I'm like, I can go here, but that's a hundred thousand dollars. I don't come from money. Like Mm -hmm. I don't come from a family that's even finished, barely finished high school, Mm -hmm. let alone going to get the masters. Um, and then I like the statistics were great when it came to, you know, salaries and everything, but I'm like, who are these statistics for? Mm -hmm. Most of the people that are in this space are white males. I have two whammies. I'm black and I'm female. I don't know if this is going to, like, I wasn't willing to take a gamble. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had to figure out what I wanted to do. And I've always been technical um, in in a sense, but I was always, like, I feel like a lot of the times Um, people of color tend to be pushed towards other directions or if not pushed towards other directions, barriers are put in there and we don't have enough information to Mm. know that you can still get into this space. Mm. Because in my mind, um, I was technical, you know, I, you know, killed the family's computer and downloaded everything online wire. It's like, yes, this is, I know it says 3.5 3.5 megabytes. It, it may, it's it's small, but it could still be the movie. It mm-hmm. can still, <laughs> still be. Let me let me see. Yeah, yeah. So um um when you when we all had computers, like this was. It's not like everyone else before you had computers. Yeah. So if something broke within the household, you had to troubleshoot and you had to fix it. Like you were IT. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have uh, very clear memories of doing some, playing with some line commands in DOS and like blue screening the <laughs> like so, computer. I didn't, so the thing is, is that I knew how to uh, download stuff and do things, but I, I wasn't exposed to like a lot of other things that mm-hmm. you could do with the computer. We, yeah, um, yeah, it was like so, just a consumer product. Yeah, like I just knew how to fix whatever it was that was going on. So um, when I got to college and I wanted to go to the technical route, there were like 17,000 math and science classes. Mm. And in my mind, it seems like the only way to get into this space is by doing all of that and mm-hmm. I didn't want to do all that. Like I had no desire. Science was cool. I had no desire to take 18 different math, I'm sorry, but 18 different yeah, math yeah. classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up going in the business direction 
And then when I realized that I didn't want to pay $100,000 go to a top business school, I was looking around and I was looking at a bunch of just browsing job postings. And I noticed that everything that pertained a business degree, all the applicants, it would be like 7,000 applicants and mm -hmm. all this, you know, you have the business degree, you have the master's degree, and there's so many people. And then you look at all the technical things and it's like it's eight people mm -hmm. <laughs> that mm -hmm. applied for it. And I'm like, huh, well, you know what? Let me dig back more into this. Um, and then there was also another um, project that I was working on um, where I managed technicians mm -hmm. and like they reported to me, but I still I was like, oh, that little bug that was in mm -hmm. like, you know what, maybe I should try to be technical again, but I let that go. So when that was presented to me and now I'm doing research on just what's out there, then that's what made me say, you know what, I want to try the IT route because by me doing research, I realized that there were other paths to take and it wasn't just one particular thing where I was led to believe that that was the only way you could do it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. I'm glad that you got there and uh, uh, glad that you were able to, to find your way in. I think that that's something I've heard before. Um, okay. So I guess the, by the time this airs, RSA will have passed, but I'm going to ask anyway, um, what are you hoping to get out of this big, just gargantuan conference? And then, um, where are you headed next? Which I guess, uh, would be in May. So first where, where oh, are we? Oh no, there's still a bunch of crap still happening. <laughs> oh, that's in right. April, that's right. Which is insane. <laughs> um, so I, what I hope to get is, you know, meet other cybersecurity nerds um, mm -hmm. because that's my thing. I want to meet as many nerds as possible. Um, I want to build on my brand. Um, I'm looking to, like, I do stuff independently under my company, but mm -hmm. I enjoy um, benefits from other companies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm looking to, you know, um, you know, join somebody else. I'm then like, I have some discussions that I'm having with people cool. and I want to just build on the momentum of me wanting to take over the world. Um, so I'm looking for like connections with people to partner with, you know, more speaking engagements, you know, more podcasts, more talks panels. Um, I met some cool people already and I hope to meet more within my global tour <laughs> mm -hmm. so so let's leave with um to all the newcomers sitting at home getting their poor linkedin feeds just like jam-packed with rsa uh content and they're thinking about like i wish i could go to a conference like what would be your advice that you would tell them maybe even like the the younger tasha like what would after you've learned and built up an experience uh, of going to conferences, what would you, what would be your advice? Okay. So what I would do is let's say, okay, you don't have money. is not on your side. Mm -hmm. You are trying to get to places. So first thing first, like get involved with organizations, mm -hmm. 
get involved with organizations um, because sometimes organizations, they're given, um, gifted a certain amount of passes. So if you are in an organization and you are helping out the organization, you're likely to get a pass of mm -hmm. some sort. Or like um, you'll hear about opportunities to be able to do other things. Um, if you hear about a conference and that you want to go to, um, see if they have any volunteer opportunities mm -hmm. because that will allow you um, to just a little bit of time, you know, helping a conference, you'll get a free ticket or discounted ticket, depending on what the arrangement is. I don't think it's a one size fit all. Mm -hmm. So that is another way that you can get in. Um, also, the people that are in the conference, like so if that conference have like a, a company that's going to be there for whatever reason, they or they'll have a village, they need help as well. So if you volunteer to maybe not the conference itself, but a village or somebody, you know, something event that's taking place hosted by somebody, that's another volunteer opportunity that you can get into conference. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I really, I really, I really like that. I like the idea that, you know, you can, you can either sit and sort of stay put thinking like, how do I knock on the door mm -hmm. or you get up and get out and and be yeah. a part of the community like that right and then a lot of people say that oh they're trying like i don't i'm trying to get in or i'm trying to do things and um they don't feel like they're they're supposed to be at the conference mm. and a lot of people mess up with networking is <laughs> like, oh okay like, yeah say more about that when it comes to networking um the art of networking is about just connecting with people as people. Mm -hmm. People fail at networking when you approach somebody who you do not know and ask for them, ask for yeah, something. Yeah, 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 good like, point. It's like they're busy and they don't know you. So it's like, why do you think that they're gonna take the time out and give you whatever and then keep in mind you are one of many people that are going to do this. So. In that aspect, you're not special in this space, but mm -hmm. it's just like you a person has a limited amount of time and you want, if they have the means to do whatever you're asking, they're going to do it to the person that they have a connection with. So when you go to these places and you meet people, nerd out with them, get to know them as people, and then they're more likely to look out for you because at the end of the day, people help people That's who right. they like. That's right. So um, when you go to these, like it's okay that you don't know everything. You go to the place and you nerd out, you meet as many people as you can, you make sure you connect with them. LinkedIn is my thing, mm -hmm. but there's other mediums that you can use like Twitter or um, I think it's the, the other- Mastodon? The, yeah, yeah, you yeah. those avenues, there's many, you know, some people, there's multiple different ways to do it. It's just like I said, LinkedIn is my thing. And you connect with them. And then the cool thing about when you connect with them is that now they get to see your journey as mm -hmm. you progress in life. And I believe in the same, just because we don't work together right now doesn't mean we're not going to work together in the future. This space is big and small. So you're planting the seed 
of, hey, you're excited, you want to grow, and these people are going to see you grow. You're going to see you posting about all the cool things that you're learning. You're going to meet at other conferences because this space is not that big. And now when you're like, hey, I'm trying to do X, Y, Z, you're no longer a stranger. There you go. Very good. So it's good. My advice. That's my great advice. advice. <laughs> Tasha, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your first day here at RSA to, to come and sit down with us. And I hope you have a blast. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm here. Uh, look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> Tasha Holloway. Um, there were multiple Tasha Holloways, but I took them all out. It can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you'll see me. It's the girl with the fro. Um, cybersecurity nerd on the quest to take over the world. Um, and yeah, connect, say hi. All right. Thanks so much. That's it for First Watch today. My thanks to my guest, Tasha Holloway. To hear more interviews with leaders and more Spotlight episodes, subscribe to First Watch wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every other Tuesday. First Watch is a production of Safeguard Cyber with original music by Matthias Cefaletti and production help from Jamil Moffi. Until next time, stay safe, stay strong.